Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucic. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. So appropriate, Dave Campbell. Nice work. Steve Millerman, fly like an eagle. How appropriate after the performance last night of Eugenie Kuznetsov and our conversation on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, you'll hear a voice that you're familiar with. Not right away, because we're going to get to the Washington game first, because that was probably the bigger story last night. But uh, we'll recap uh, about last night in the first half hour of the show. We'll talk a little about, uh, well, we'll get to NHL today. And then we're going to hit the Edmonton Oilers have just signed Tyler Vessel, by the way, a uh, player drafted during the Craig McTavish regime. Of course, McTavish, in theory, kind of oversees the American Hockey League team as well, and he got himself an NHL deal after a good close to the season after finishing up at Nebraska-Omaha which is coached by Mike Gabinette, the son of uh, Edmonton sporting icon Claire, or grandson of Edmonton sporting icon Claire Drake and the son of Ron Gabinette, a former uh, football manager here in town. But uh, we will uh, hit on the, the Oilers on a couple different fronts on a show called Oilers Now. We will talk a bit about Taylor Hall, a bit about Yessa Pugliarby, and maybe even, well, we'll see, time permitting. We'll get to a guy who might have a bit of a comparable to Linus Omark 
that the Oilers picked up late in the season. This is Oilers Now, again, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 12.35 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers' John Shannon. At 1.05, to discuss all things that are Toronto with the Maple Leafs, he is the editor for Canada of The Athletic, which is uh, perhaps from a... A shifting perspective, it's James Myrtle, and will be hopping on the show with us, kind of change the complexion and the makeup in terms of how some of hockey writing is currently getting done. And uh, we'll go down that path with him. And then Ryan Wagman, he is the Director of Prospect Scouting for McKean's. I've got the 2018 NHL Draft Guide coming out, and we'll talk a bit about what's there for Edmonton at 10. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that 10th overall pick, too, and whether or not we think uh, the Oilers should move it or not. Hey, Dave, uh, last night, George Thurgood and the Destroyers down at the River Cree Resort Casino. Uh, Nazareth in August the 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. You can email us at OilersNow at 630Chad.com. You can text us at 630-630 Westlock Ford. I'm actually going out there today. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet uh, Dave Campbell at Dave underscore Ched. All right. Uh, very quickly, just on your end, uh, because there's been a development on the management side for the Edmonton Eskimos. Yes. Uh, Brock Sunderland uh, had a contract rent that run till the uh, end of next season so 2019 well the Eskimos have exercised the option year on the contract so Brock Sunderland is now under contract for the next three CFL seasons. Brock Sunderland is represented by longtime agent Gil Scout who also represents Barry Trotz and Bruce Boudreau as well as Todd Nelson and Rocky Thompson uh, and Jerry Fleming to name a few. So yep. there, there you go. Brock he, has done a good job Brock, over the last year. Okay, so, he gets yeah. well, and it's early yet, but uh, so far so good. So and, far so good. I, I, you know what? I, you know, I've always liked Jason Moss. Uh, I know I used to have animated discussions uh, with Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, every Tuesday in orders. Now, uh, yesterday we had him on because, of course, Speck was in uh, Winnipeg. Uh, it is brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live uh, racing Saturdays in Northlands Park, Thoroughbred Stout. I've always. Uh, you know, I had a lot of time for Jason Moss. I know you guys had Jason Moss and Brock Sunderland on the show last night. I think Jason Moss is going to... It was a very debatable call during the course of the Western Conference Final. Yep. Uh, Western Final. But I, I do think that he's a, a coach... That, I mean, he's got great leadership skills. Um, he helped the Eskimos win that 2005 Great Cup. He was a terrific support quarterback at that time. Um, a, a great uh, backup or relief pitcher for Ricky Ray and came off the bench not once, not twice, but three times during the Eskimo playoff run that year. And you need that. You need all hands on deck to win. Going to be very intrigued to see how the Eskimos do this year. And just other, uh, one other quick note from the Eskimos. It's their annual general meeting today. Okay. So they've announced a profit of $430,000 for 2017. Would have been higher, I think, but the uh, player injury budget ballooned yeah. by... Like double. It's usually five hundred grand and ballooned over a million dollars last year. All so. right. Well, let's get to about last night because it's going to work its way into our conversation uh, coming up uh, on today's edition of Oilers. Now, uh, the Washington Capitals finally got it done. I, I'll be honest. I predicted Pittsburgh. How could you not predict Pittsburgh based on the the history of these two teams? But from my perspective. The Washington Capitals were the better team in the series. We talked a bit about 
Evgeny Kuznetsov, you had some fun with me at the start uh, with his soaring eagle. I'm sorry, that is not paying homage to the Washington Capitals. It's paying homage to Russia. And uh, if you take a look at the World Cup in 2016, which is not, hey, he's allowed to, there's no right or wrong answer on this. For those guys that say, absolutely, you have to say a player should be allowed. It's not my cup of tea, but I get it. I've repeatedly stated he's an exceptional player. He lit up the Oilers about three years ago uh, over at Rexall Place the last year we were there. Pretty spectacular player, and he scored a huge overtime winner. Capitals play-by-play voice, John Walton with the call. Tang on the right wing to Crosby. A poke check away, and now the counter. Here come the Caps. Kuznetsov gets loose. Evgeny coming down the middle. A shot, and it comes in over. He scores! He scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov wins it for Washington! It's off to the third round. The Demons have been exercised. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. We're going to Tampa Bay. The Capitals have done it. And he did the eagle again last night after. It was a great goal. And he's a terrific player. Ah, you know, you score that much. I, you know, that, that's his thing. Hey, that's cool. Whatever. He showed up. He finally well, showed he up got, in, a playoff, he, in, in a playoff series. He, he showed up. He got drilled. And, and give the Caps credit. And I put a tweet out after the game last night, obviously, you know, because Netsoff's a hell of a player. But they won that series in game six in Pittsburgh. They did not have Nicholas Backstrom. Nor do they have Andre Burakovsky, who is a legitimate top six NHL forward. Nor do they have Tom Wilson. Okay? And Brayden Holpe outdueled Matt Murray in that series. Now, this is going to reinforce the people that believe, well, you know, it just shows you Marc-Andre Fleury. But Murray was the goaltender of record in the past two years when the Penguins won the Cup. Uh, Barry Trotz, over 200 wins in the last four seasons, in the regular season, in Washington. Guess who's a free agent at the end of this year? Barry Trotz. Who did I say represented him? Gil Scott. Now, if you're the New York Rangers right now and you don't have yourself a head coach, is that guy at the top of the list? He's a pretty good coach wherever he's been. He's been in Nashville, and he's been, if you want to go all the way back to when he was in Baltimore in the AHL uh, when David Poyle was running the Capitals, but pretty good coach. And this was the least talented of the four teams that they've had over the stretch that where they've won over 200 games in the regular season the last four years. So I'm, I'm happy for Barry Trotz. He's a nice man. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he has a unique family situation that gives him different perspective on life as to what's truly important. But he's a heck of a coach as well. Lane Lambert and the Lambert family has gone through their own personal tragedies over the years. Um, it's, it's a terrific story. Pittsburgh... They're damn good. But Washington beat them this time. And as for Kuznetsov, hey, scored the game tire in game five and the game winner in game six. You can't take that away from him. To the Nashville Predators in Winnipeg. And it was a weird hockey game. Weird first goal, but then a couple brilliant goals from Philip Forsberg. Just think about all of the different parallels and everything that's worked out here. You got Philip Forsberg traded by George McPhee when he was the general manager of the Washington Capitals for Martin Erat and David Latta. Now, could you imagine if they just held on to Forsberg? Would George McPhee still be the GM in, in Washington? Would the Capitals have beaten the Penguins before this year, given how good of a player Forsberg is? He's certainly the best forward in the top 15 of the 2002 draft, or 2012 draft. 
was it now now I got to check make sure it was the 12th draft. Uh anyhow, two goals last night. This is Westwood one's call. I could swear I've heard this play-by-play guy before. Line A back to Myers, a shot deflected off the skate of Johansson of Nashville, and that's guided up the right-hand glass and out by Smith. Forsberg won a battle. He'll head for the net. To the net. Rich shot score. Top shelf on Connor Hellebuck. It was a delayed penalty, but Forsberg and the Predators won't need it. Time of the goal, 8-16, and Nashville is up by a deuce in game six. Arvidsson works it around the boards. Open man, Roman Yossi. Left point shot. Deflected wide. Arvidsson back in front. What a goal by Philip Forsberg between the wickets, and he put it past Hellebuck. 3-0. Nashville, Forsberg, second of the night. A thing of absolute beauty. Well, I heard the TV call. I heard the radio call. I could swear that the radio caller had it first in terms of putting the puck between the net. I don't know who that guy is that called that game. Does that guy sound familiar to you? Have you uh, perhaps sat beside that voice once or twice? Good for him, man. That's Jack Michaels on Westwood Run Radio last night. All right, so uh, the situation is what it is. We know who the Eastern Conference Final is going to be. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have been my pick since the middle of the season to win the uh, Eastern Conference, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. And now we have a Game 7 between Nashville in Winnipeg, and if I'm a Jets fan, I'm not that discouraged because the Jets have won twice in Nashville in this series. However, Nashville does have the experience advantage, and they shut Winnipeg down in uh, game number six last night in the peg. I mean, they didn't capitalize early on the power plays, and I think, I think they needed to last night, Dave. Is it kind of strange to you that both teams seem comfortable in the more comfortable in the other team's barn? It's really strange for me with Winnipeg, and yeah. I'll tell you why. Because they were so good at home all season long. Yeah. Okay, in Nashville's case, I think they've got an experienced team, and maybe there is a little bit more of a push to open the game up at home, whereas they just go out and play and shut you down. That's just one guy's uh, perspective. So. Uh, We'll get to Game 7 coming up when we uh, get into about last night or get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear in a few minutes. All right, three, th- four things to hit on. Number one, uh, we're going to have over the course of the next, well, what's today? Today's May the 8th. The draft is like the six weeks from now. We're going to have several people on talking about you know, potential options at number 10 for the Edmonton Oilers. Some, I know Jim Matheson wrote a piece uh, in the Edmonton Journal uh, with Post Media, basically, hey, what about, you know, do you, do you trade the pick? That is, there's no wrong answer at this stage that's established that right now. For me, I would probably hold on to the pick. I would probably draft the best available player. It doesn't matter if it's a forward or a defenseman either, by the way. We've seen this before. Going back to 2003, the Edmonton Oilers had Mike Comrie on the team at that time. They passed on Zach Parise. In 2003, traded down from 17 to about 21, you know, and passed on Getzlaff, right? And uh, passed on Corey Perry and took Mark Pouliot. In fact, the teams that failed in the 2003 first round, some of those organizations had challenges for a number of years, including the New York Islanders. Look up who they took in the first round. You'll laugh in 2003. So if it's me, I'm probably holding on to the pick at number 10. But I totally get the perspective out there that the Edmonton Oilers, you know, should look at doing something via trade. Um, Taylor Hall announced today uh, wrist or surgery, uh, ligament uh, issue with his hand. I think we hinted to that about two weeks ago. Did you find out who went uh, to the Islanders in 2003? Yeah, part of a very famous trade. 
With the Oilers in uh, 2007, uh, Robert Nilsson. Oilers got uh, three guys in a row that were drafted 15th overall. They got Nilsson 15th in 03. They got Omara 15th in 05. And they ended up getting the 15th overall pick, who turned out to be Alex Plant. And a guy that hosted this show when they drafted that uh, uh, player, Alex Plant, suggested, you know, he skates like Jim Weimer. And uh, that was not well-received uh, with some people in the Oilers organization. And I said it yesterday, I was probably too hard on Kevin Prendergast during the years when I was at the other station based on some of the work that he did later on in the draft, but I never liked the plant pick from day one. And I, was, I saw him play in the WHL. I didn't think he could skate. Uh, to be honest with you, he was a more competitive, tougher player than I thought he was going to be based on when I saw him play in junior. I thought he was soft and couldn't skate. That's a bad combination. Um, he at least had size. <laughs> If you're soft, can't skate, and you're small, you got probably no chance. But uh, anyhow. Well, now he's a star for Team Korea. Yes, and we had people referencing that on yesterday, and they tried to blame Stu uh, McGregor. You can blame Stu McGregor for ARV over Ryan Ellis, you know, but in in fairness, uh, the, the plant pick was really sort of KP's uh, draft year. Uh, so I, I'm holding on to that pick. Taylor Hall, ligament issue uh, out a while. Dave, let me ask you this. Do you care if he wins the heart? Taylor Hall? Yeah. No, I don't care. Okay. Is it a is it a bad thing if he wins the heart? No. I, it amazes me that there's actually people out there that would think that any rational thinking guy uh, would be at all disappointed. I, 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 even people in the Oilers organization, they're not going to be disappointed if Taylor Taylor Hall wins the heart. Like I understand if he wins, there's going to be outrage from it, a certain it, section it, of the uh, fan base. It happens. Suck it, it up. It, for, yeah. for, Dave, for six years, yeah. the Edmonton Oilers marketing plan was driven and built around Taylor Hall. Yeah. He was a pretty good Oilers player. The Oilers didn't have great support players built around him. Uh, you know, they struggled to find a number one goaltender during the time. That, and then they traded him for a very specific need and people can debate that trade for all it's worth and right now in a year in which you know Hall could conceivably win the hard trophy didn't look as good of a deal as it did last year when Larson was in the playoffs and Hall wasn't. So all I'm going to say is I'm going to be happy for Taylor Hall if he ends up winning the Hurt Trophy. I know that there was a conversation yesterday between uh, uh, Ray Ferraro and Gord Miller during the uh, Canada-Denmark game that was going, or it was a couple games ago, just about who's going to win. You know, is it going to be Hall or is it going to be uh, uh, Nate McKinnon? And, and Gord Miller was strongly indicating he believed it was going to be Hall, which led me to believe that maybe he's canvassed some of the selectors out there. I'm, you know what? You know, if you're a guy, I hate Taylor Hall because, you know, he doesn't play for the Oilers anymore. Don't be that way. You know, it's like if you dated a woman and she's moved on, I hope you're thinking and wishing that she's, you know, found somebody that she's happy with or she's happy in her career or whatever, right? You don't be the guy that's jealous and upset that, oh, you know, I don't want Hall winning now that he's not an oiler, you know, screw him. Like, I, 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 I can tell you right now, there's, I'd be stunned if there were people in the Edmonton Oilers organization, stunned if they felt that way, okay? Yep. That's, that's kind of that's the way it is. Yes, the Pugliarvi. It's interesting with Yesapoli Arby because we have a wide variance of opinion out there. We have a couple guys that uh, are around the Oilers on a, f- a fair amount of time on a day-to-day basis, uh, both home and away. Uh, there's one individual I know that's not a not a big supporter of his, not a believer. We got other guys that, you know, are on air in this town and think that he should be gifted uh, first unit power play time at this stage in his career. And and some of those guys that have opinions like that maybe aren't at a lot of practices. But what I would say to you is I'm somewhere in the middle. And yes, Apolliari, I think the Oilers need to be patient with him. Um, I do think you know with the power play. 
he got an opportunity in a couple games in the power play, and, t- and we had a situation where Connor McDavid skated right into him because Yessa hasn't totally uh, grasped the importance of understanding concepts of where you're supposed to be in the ice, and you don't box in a player like Connor McDavid. You don't get in the way. Uh, the other thing is, it's you know the basketball player Ray Allen? Yeah. One thing that Ray Allen did is Ray Allen fought. He fought to get open looks mm-hmm. as a shooter. So he'd, he'd work his way through picks and those sort of things, and, and he could shoot. He, could, he had a great stroke, right? Like he was and a one tr- of the best three-point shooters in the history of the game. Right, absolutely. But he worked to do that. Yeah. I don't think Yesapoli Yarby is there yet as a forward in terms of a guy who works to find open spots and open looks on the ice. Uh, his conversion rate when he did get set up at one-timers is not very effective yet. I would not give up on him for a second. Understand that right now. I'm just saying you don't necessarily hand him everything. There, I'm somewhere in the middle on this. I'd be interested to see what, see what people think. You can text us at 630, uh, 630. Oh, I said I was going to talk about one more player. Hmm. We'll get to that and NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we come back in orders now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chad. Zach, like many Oilers players uh, moving forward this year, has to be better than he was last season. Uh, the Oilers made a pickup at the trade deadline, Pontus Aberg, and there are some quirks in Aberg's game that, to me, are somewhat similar to uh, Linus Omark. Uh, I do think that Aberg has substantially uh, more skill, and in, he's a better shooter. He's got a better shot, and he skates better. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see where the player uh, goes moving forward, because that's a wild card for Edmonton heading into training camp, and that was one of the guys I wanted to discuss here on Oilers Now. All right, let's get to it. It's NHL Today. It's for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Dave Campbell is going to bring it to you right here, right now. We have no Stanley Cup playoff games tonight. we got to wait, uh, well, two more sleeps until Game 7 in Nashville in the uh, second round series in the Western Conference between the Jets and the Predators for the uh, right to play the Vegas Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. We know in the Eastern Conference Final, it is the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Don't know when the series are going to start as of yet. Carolina Hurricanes have hired former captain and current assistant coach Rod Brindamore as their new head head coach with the hopes of ending a nine-year playoff drought team also announcing club president Don Waddell will become the full-time GM after serving as acting GM. San Jose Sharks for Joe Thornton has revealed the extent of his lower body injury. He admitted he tore both of his ACL and MCL in his right knee again. Thornton didn't play past January 23rd. Off day for Canada at the World Hockey Championships in Denmark. They play Norway on Thursday. Team has also added Sharks defenseman Mark Edward Vlasic. WHL game four tonight in Everett as the Broncos have the chance to take the 3-1 stranglehold in the WHL final. Giorgio Estefan scored his 12th goal of the playoffs, 9:27 of overtime to give the Broncos a 4-3 win last night. All righty. 
It is 1229 in Edmonton. Uh, we'll hit on uh, Oilers' coaching situation coming up with a fellow by the name of John Shannon, but not before we go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.